Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Pat Moriarty Show. Um, we have eight days until I head to Indonesia, so I'm really excited about that. Um, today is an audio-only episode because I forgot my GoPro, so I'm out. Um, I'm out in Long Island right now and forgot my GoPro, so I am just recording uh, with the microphone, audio-only. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, next time I'll have, I'll have video on deck. Um, uh, okay. So as I get closer to the date of departure, um, I'm just getting more and more excited. Um, a little bit anxious, but not really, honestly, more just excitement and, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm very ready to go. Sort of been all that I've been, uh, but thinking about the past, let's call it three months, and been saving up my money, living at home, um, and that's one thing that I'm really excited to not be doing anymore is living at home. Uh, it's nice in some respects, as far as you can save money, got a got a lot of space to live, things like that. But I haven't been very social these past three months, and that's not good for uh, someone who's a 24 year old uh, man. So I'm excited to yeah, get to Bali and, you know, hopefully have a little bit of fun there. Um, I've been looking more into like the nightlife scene in Bali and it just looks incredible. Um, so that's like something I'm quite excited for in addition to the surfing, obviously. Um, but the surfing has been going well. I got down to the Jersey shore this past weekend. Stay with my buddy, Sean Minkovitz. Shout out to him for letting me crash at his place. Um, we surfed the Friday, Saturday. There was some decent swell in the water, probably like three, four footers, which for Jersey this time of year is like the best it's gonna get. So that was a ton of fun. Um, Jersey Shore is mostly right-hand breaks, and so as a goofy footer, you're going backside on almost every every wave. And uh, it's, just good, it's a good thing to practice it's much more challenging for me to go backside than it is frontside. And so that when I get opportunities to go frontside, like there are a handful of waves that would break left. So when I would go frontside, it would just be way more natural, way easier. And that was something that, you know, is good to keep in mind because I think sort of a, a tenant of what I'll be trying to do over the next year in surf training is try and try and create ways of training that make, in essence, the practice harder than the game. So it's something that every coach I've had has kind of preached and something that I think has worked really well for me in the past, where if you have something that you're preparing for, you wanna make the preparation way harder than the actual, uh, like say performance or game or whatnot. Um, and so this is sort of like a concept of uh, putting like a weighted vest on if you're like preparing for a run, you know, you want to you want to get used to the conditions being much more challenging than they will be on the actual date. Um, and so when I look to do that in surfing, it's pretty tricky because it's such a difficult thing as is. And it's like, how can you make that more difficult? I don't really know the answer to that. Um, but that's something I'm going to look to sort of investigate and see what the different methods are of training for surfing and how 
I can essentially just make those methods harder. So just figure out ways to make my training harder. Um, so that'll be like a, a thing I'll look to sort of understand over the next year and try and learn from other surfers, things like that. Uh, in other news, I got a drone about two weeks ago. And so I've been having a good amount of fun with that. Posted some videos on Instagram of me droning while I was, uh, while I was skateboarding, which was fun. Um, it's, uh, it's remarkable how easy it is to fly a drone. I think I always looked at that and looked at people who knew how to fly drones and like had this admiration in a sense for them of like, wow, that's like some voodoo magic, something that I'll never be able to, uh, perform. I'd say within like 30 minutes of using it, you really get a good sense of how to, uh, how to fly it which is good and they're sort of make them so well now that they're almost dummy proof. And honestly, when I look at a lot of like what's going on in social media and as I've gotten to be um, more on like the creator end of it, what I've noticed and I've had a few of these like epiphanies about social media over the past handful of years, but it's essentially we're creating technologies that are making it easier and easier to create things to um, like post on social media and share with other people. So the barrier to entry for creation is lowering. And then also the incentives to create are increasing. And so there's like sort of both, there's like a push and pull in the same direction of um, incentivizing people to create on social media, which I think is a great thing. Like I s sort of have started posting more on social media and being more and like put myself out there more as a result of wanting to do um, the surf thing. So like the surf was the primary like driver and then the social media part was kind of like the, the second part to it because it is it goes hand in hand with building a surf brand. You need to have a presence on social media. Um, so before the surf thing really like took hold for me, I didn't really have anything that I felt passionate about or really felt like I wanted to share. Um, but now that I have that, it's like much easier to, to, to share on social media and to sh to like share what you want other people to see. And before getting into it, I thought it was like this really difficult thing to create something from sh scratch and then, um, you know, edit a video and whatnot, but it's like remarkably easy how it is now. I use, uh, the software Veed, V-E-E-D, and they're like tremendous. They, um... You can like edit podcasts, edit videos, and it's all shaped for content creation. So you can frame it for TikToks, uh, Instagram reels, or just regular Instagram posts or YouTube. It's like, it's very, very user-friendly. And I felt like my last uh, sort of experience creating videos and stuff like this was probably 10, 10 to 11 years ago in like middle school when we were doing iMovie. Uh, and creating stuff like that. And it's just, it's insane how in that short amount of time, um, it's just the, the technology has become so much better. It's become much more user-friendly and uh, somewhat dummy-proof, which is why I'm able to, to, to do it. So that's sort of just cool tangent that I've noticed over the past few months. Um, and when you think about like the future of the economy then, if it's, more incentivized so like 
essentially social media companies are hacking both our our attention spans so like as a consumer we're getting we're getting our brains are essentially getting hacked by these social media companies i don't i it sounds like i say that pejorative it's sort of just is what it is it's not i mean you don't have to have an instagram account you don't have to have a facebook account but if you do they are just like very good at grabbing your attention right so from the consumer aspect these apps are getting better at grabbing our attention and then from the creator aspect the apps are getting better at increasing the uh the quality of the content so it's sort of this like flywheel effect where the content is becoming better and better and more people are becoming we could say addicted or attracted to the content so there's this it increases the incentives to make the content which will then make the content even better um and they've created this like flywheel effect which is really cool and um the way i look at social media i just look at it as a tool um so if we if we think about um when they first invented something like the wheel there's probably a bunch of neanderthals just chilling looking at the wheel and just staring at it and being like whoa cool wheel and i'd say that's what i've been doing with social media the past like six seven years is just like looking at it and be like this is cool um but then it took some smart monkeys to be like okay let's get four of these wheels and put a little house in the middle and then we can roll it downhill and those were like you know that's like the the revolutionary part and that's actually using the wheel for something productive right and so i look at social media the same way we're like i've sort of just been looking at it for a little while and haven't really been using it to my advantage and i think doing the podcast doing the youtube all this like all this stuff that's you can put on social media it, it it's beneficial for me personally because i think like it's just good to create something that wasn't there at the beginning of the day uh that's just a good feeling in general and then also you have the second hand where you have like the opportunity to get exposure possibly get like sponsorships and so from from my perspective it's like a total win-win and i think it has the opportunity for a lot of people to be a win-win like i don't see Essentially, if you have any passion, right, you can find other people with that passion on social media, and then you can both learn from them. So you can, so in my, in my experience, it's like I see these really good surfers on social media, and then I say, oh, so that's how you do it, or this guy's technique is cool, blah, blah, blah. So you can take that really for any sort of frame um, or any sort of pursuit, which I think is, is really exciting. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. Um, sorry, I just got a text. Um, you probably heard that. 
but we're live here at the Pat Moriarty show, so we rolled the punches. <laughs> um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, like his like rants and stuff in interviews from like four or five years ago. And I did the podcast about 12 Rules of Life because that was like a really important book that I read that like helped me sort of, I guess, grow up a little bit. And I think that what he like harps on and like what he, the gap he fills in society is essentially, um, like I think, I think young men today aren't really held to a very high standard by like the corporate world world and society. So with that, when you're not like tethered to a pursuit that you find um, like interesting, exciting, and that holds you to a high standard, something that like pushes your sort of human um, abilities to the limit, then you're kind of, uh, you, then, then like other things in your life start to drift. So with me, it's like when I'm not fully committed to something and when I'm kind of half half assing it and not really giving it my all, then other parts of like my human consciousness essentially start to deviate. So I become like less empathetic, less morally, uh, I act in a less moral manner. Um, I, be, I become less more of a taker and less of a giver. So these things start to slide when things aren't like uh, really like gripping me in a sense. But when I'm working hard, fully focused on a goal, all that starts to reverse and I start to kind of uh, increase in those positive values. So become more empathetic, a better brother, better, uh, better member of society essentially. And so I think that finding a pursuit that is difficult is important so like for me surfing checks all these boxes so surfing is difficult um i think people should aim to have a pursuit that is difficult meaningful and can help others around them and so i think surfing really does hit all those boxes for me particularly um particularly difficult and can help others around them uh, i really think that with sort of the mental health crisis we can call it. I think it's just an at, I think it's a luxury that we have a mental health crisis in a way in society because times are so good and so comfortable that our mental health is like the thing we're focusing on now. Um, so I, I wouldn't quite call it a crisis, although when you look at like suicide rates and uh, particularly along, among young men, like there is definitely a, a uh, a trend in society of sort of young men feeling lost and not really like essential and that's that's honestly because at this stage in our lives like we are like I couldn't think of anybody more useless to society than a 24 year old single male like that's what I am and it's like what I <laughs> I definitely feel uh like useless in society and I feel like our economy even has shifted. Our economy used to be like a, or more so of like a brawn-based, brawn-based economy where that was rewarded in the workplace. So even if you were a factory worker, like, or like a lumberjack, something like this, 
that's how like young men could provide value to society by doing these hard um, laborious tasks and now the economy has sort of shifted to reward more like complacency or not complacency but uh intellectual work um so it rewards those who can sit at a desk longer um those who are agreeable and sort of do what they're told and these for the most part are like feminist traits or traits that are more likely to occur in females um and so for a lot of young guys it's like the ec- the economic um, landscape has shifted, and we'll call it over the last fifty years. This has been the case. So, so for these like high paying jobs and whatnot, it's actually um, like the females that are taking those because like the market dictates that, and it makes sense that the the females are better at these sort of like corporate jobs in a sense. And then it sort of just leaves this vacuum of like, what is it for, for young men to do? Um, and so I think that's sort of the, one of the causes of the sort of mental health crisis among, among uh, young men in our society. And I think a way to fight against that is to pursue something very meaningful uh, and very challenging and something that can help other people. Um, so that this is honestly like, sort of the crux of I think why I'm doing what I'm doing like part like I didn't realize it initially but um I think it is sort of from that feeling of uselessness and like lack of meaning in a job and and in society that causes us to go pursue something that is meaningful is difficult and sort of like will hold myself to a higher standard um, so that's the goal with all this. There are many goals with this. I want to learn uh, new skills. So I want to learn media production. Um, I want to become a pro surfer. I think I can do it. Uh, I just I just think I can. And it's I, like I learned three years ago. So I'm like far from prof- professional level. But I just I think I have the ability to do it. And... Um, yeah, hopefully help help some other people out in the process. Okay, so we're about 18 minutes of me blabbing. Uh, my, I was aiming for 20 minutes. So maybe I can stretch out another minute here. Um, although, no need for that. Um, thank you for listening to the Pat Moriarty Show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube. Um, subscribe to my Substack. Um... With that, next episode will probably be like right before I head to Indonesia or when I'm in Indonesia. So wish me luck with everything. I'm pumped up and uh, let's do this thing. All right. Love you guys.